Hello and welcome to The Unforeseen Journey. I'm really, really excited to have you here. It's good to be back. Sorry it's been a minute. I've had a lot of stuff going on. Um, but today, we're gonna jump in with a conversation with my good friend, Mike. Mike has been introduced to me over the summer. Um, he's been on this course I've been doing, which you probably have heard me speak about before. Um, and that's enabled me to launch this coaching program uh, out into the world called Go Align. And I'm really excited to be able to do that. But I'm excited to share this conversation with you because Mike, along with TJ, who I've had on the, the show, have become really, really good friends to me. Um, and this is going to sound maybe maybe a bit of an overshare, but a couple of years ago, probably my lowest point, one of the feelings I experienced a lot of was a feeling of isolation, a feeling of being alone, a feeling of feeling these feelings and questioning, like, am I am I going mad? <laughs> Certainly my mental health was <laughs> questionable at the time, but I feel super grateful and fortunate enough to be in a place now where I've allowed myself to open myself up to these new relationships with people who really help me put things together. And this conversation, which we just recorded yesterday, which I, I wasn't gonna put out straight away because I've got another couple of ones to put out there, but I was like, I need to put this out because it felt so just organic. And I got off the call with Mike and I was like, look, that felt like one one energy. And this is gonna sound cliched, but as we had that conversation, it just flowed. Uh, so much so we didn't do an intro, we just started chatting and 20 minutes in, we're like, oh, well, this is good stuff. We should just go with this. And so I'm gonna just run with it today. And uh, yeah, so Mike, I'll put his uh, handle in the show notes. I would definitely encourage you to follow him. Uh, if you're wondering why there's no video today, there's a couple of reasons. We recorded it on another platform and the video quality was not good enough for me to feel like I put out. And Mike is far too pretty to be on video with me. He would make me feel, um, you know, inadequate. <laughs> He's a good looking guy. So um, yeah, for those reasons, I thought I would just do audio today. But yeah, much love and gratitude to Mike. And I want to say thank you to him for his time yesterday, for his generosity and his openness and his um, ability to evoke and bring out in me um, my way of thinking that may sometimes feel and sound convoluted. But in these conversations, I get so much clarity in terms of the things I'm trying to put together mentally at the moment. So thank you. I hope you find some nuggets in it. We speak a lot in the show about um, why, you know, setting goals is bullshit and what we probably all need to lean, lean into is building this powerful vision of the future. And when we talk about that, it's not so much the logistical elements of this vision of the future, but also almost like the feeling we want to evoke and feeling our lives. And from that, then we can build a, a picture of who we want to be and who we want to become and then start to align our lives towards that. And funny enough, that's exactly what my coaching program is about. It's my own experience and the last few years of working towards that. And actually, as I say this right now, recognizing that I'm actually living that vision, which is it kind of hairs on the back of my neck moment as I say it. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. So you're, you're, you're hearing that as I observe it. And um, 
along with Mike, TJ, the thing I've noticed, especially in the last few months is, and this is gonna sound really wooey, is that if you can do this, if you can fully take the time to get to understand who you are from a place of building this vision of the future, of how you wanna feel, of how you want your life to kind of be, things will open up, doors will open up, and in particular, beautiful and amazing people will come into your life. And um, Mike and TJ are high on that list for me at the moment, amongst others. So I hope you enjoy the show. I've got a few other subjects I wanna hit up in the next few weeks, um, but if you've got any suggestions for stuff you'd like to hear me talk about, then let me know. One of the things I really wanna talk about is uh, kind of masculine, feminine, and my thoughts on the kind of, I'd say toxic masculine culture I'm seeing out there at the moment, you know, this kind of like fucking primal bullshit, which I keep hearing people talking about, which I think is just serving to create so many problems between uh, the masculine and feminine men and women. And whilst it may be a um, off topic conversation for someone who's a coach, I actually think it's really aligned because so many of us are looking to improve how we feel in life. And one of those big aspects of how we feel is gonna be through relationships and intimate relationships. And uh, so that feels like a, a subject for me to get into. I've got to pair it and make some notes. I wanna do a good show on that. And yeah, enjoy it today. I'm really excited to put this out there. And yeah, catch up soon. I think it's, I think it's good that you made that. It's, it's hard sometimes in this, you know, the entrepreneurial journey to pull yourself away from this, but to recognize, like, I think as Matt said, like the, when you get that pull to work, that's like mm. the pull to rest. I think it's a beautiful, I mean, I've learned so much from that guy, but that's probably one of the <laughs> best ones. Yeah, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm mind blown, honestly, by the whole thing. It's just like, it does feel like we have this like cheat code now. Crazy. Mm. Mm. So grateful yeah. for it. It's 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 transcended so much of what I thought it was gonna be and given me mm -hmm. I don't know, I thought I was gonna get something else and I got a load of other stuff that I didn't inspect. And That's the it best didn't part. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh and it's funny, like even actually I'll be honest, I'll share like working through some of the exercises. I feel like I'm in a place now where I've got so much more clarity around what I wanna do and it's actually yeah. maybe not yeah. not like, because I know you've you've done something similar. Like the coaching program you're kind of selling is is mm -hmm. your is your is your program. Yeah. But it's it's the way in which you enter into that dialogue that is oh, the yeah. thing which makes a difference. Mm -hmm. It's, mm -hmm. it's the perspective, like we talked about. Yeah. And like, man, I'm like I'm I practiced on my mom once, like using the new sales formula. Mm -hmm. Like, she, it got super emotional. Like I'm closer to her now, and like even in like real life yeah like daily interactions like even with that family friend i was with yesterday she was just yeah obviously not in a good mood and i was just like i wasn't even trying it was just like practicing what i've learned and now like who i am i just started asking like powerful questions and you know like she mm. started crying and i was like this is great this is a good nervous mm. system release and like she clearly hasn't talked to anybody about this and mm. yeah and then she followed up with me she's like oh my god i haven't felt this way in like such a long time like thanks so much for hanging out with me and then i like did the vision planning with um my two like team members that I'm like trying to hire but don't have the like financial mm. consistency for it. So I'm just kind of like pro bono coaching them. And mm. then my my one my one teammate was like, 
I think this is like the most important and like deepest conversation I've ever had with a human before. <laughs> and I was like, oh. and he has like, he's been working with like a therapist for like years. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I said this to Matt and Chad, I'm like, dude, like, I'm like, I'm like, kind of like, I like feel high. I'm like, is this like real? Like, do I just like have this like super powerful mm-hmm. skill now? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my body just like hasn't felt this way in so long. It's like, it, it's hard to accept it, but trying to embrace mm. it <laughs> yeah i think the thing with therapy is you spend so much time looking at the past and mm. what most people want to do is get out of that and look towards the future <clears throat> dude that's it and like that limiter the unconscious limiters dude that's really the key and that's mm. where the perspective changes it's like oh i never thought about it that way or i didn't realize like i was getting in my own way <laughs> and mm. uh, yeah man like i did therapy and i think there's definitely a thousand hundred percent a place for it but after a while for me personally like i just i got sick of hearing my own story mm, yeah that is the thing isn't it because you can i think you can get so attached to that story as well mm. that you then you then use the story to kind of push forward and let it determine what happens next so yeah i think there's a there's a balance between understanding it enough to place some kind of context on the the, the story of your life thus far but then being mm. able to recognize that that is not an indication of what is next it's just yeah. it serves to help you yeah. to inform you around what is next not define mm. what is next yeah i think what i've learned most in this mentorship program and being in the community with all you guys is that yeah you you say this and, and you said it to me recently which really stood out to me and i appreciated that and i've used it like with a couple of my clients recently mm. it's like that we're just always evolving right we're not we're not actually and i think i deeply resonated with it because that's how i felt like I was so obsessed with like going back to this version of this person that I used to be like, you know, mm. whether it's aesthetically or physically or, you know, feeling sharp mentally, it's like, Oh, I got to get back to how I was, but it's like, no, now mm. I'm actually, I'm better than I was before because of the muck I went through and mm. I'm stronger now because of it. Right. Like rougher waters makes for a stronger swimmer. Mm. That's massive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like I definitely, the experiences in my life the last few years, as shit as they were in the moment of experiencing out the other side of it, I wouldn't change a fucking thing. <laughs> just wouldn't. I just like mm. my the the connection that we're having myself. And yeah, like you say, that thing of that getting back there, you're like, well, first of all, that's not gonna fucking happen. And second of all, <laughs> what you're what you're imagining probably isn't actually how it was anyway. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. That's so true yeah and then it's like tony robbins always says too it's like see things how they are but not actually worse than they actually are right Mm. and that allows you to like have grace with yourself realize how far you've come and that's what i teach all my clients is like it's so underrated like because i don't do enough of it and most humans don't like giving yourself Mm. that pat on the back and like truly truly recognizing how far Mm. you've come and that's what matt has done such a good job of feel like teaching us it actually mm. allows you that uh, that recognition allows you to start moving forward. Mm. Because, yeah, right. That's funny. Go on, sorry, finish. I was gonna say when I was like deep in my burnout, you know, talking to my family, my parents, they were like, Look, you've done this so many times. You've already coached 40 people, like you built this whole business, you followed this LLC, like you're doing all these amazing networking events and podcasting mm. and all these things. And at the time, dude, I was so deep in my own negative thoughts. That, like, I mean, it's obviously the definition of depression, but like, it just like wasn't registering in my brain. 
I like physically and mentally like couldn't feel mm. the progress that I made because I wasn't allowing myself to actually appreciate it. And mm. that kept that kept me super stuck, right? And not knowing my limiters and like not like being able to audit my own flaws of where I was at like held me back. It kept me stuck. And I think again, so grateful for the mentor and the, and the community that I now have. It's not because I couldn't figure it out myself because I've audit, I've, I had obviously done it before, but it was just it mm. was just the perspective, man. That's all it was, mm. and I you can't get a different perspective from one one brain, right? You need other brains, mm. and other eyes and ears to be able to get that. And so, even as I came out of the burnout, whether it's physically or mentally, even though the situation hadn't really necessarily changed a whole lot, my perspective did, and that allowed me. To start making change and get out of the muck and get out of stuckness amazing it's so funny when you share this it's so so powerful when you recognize that so many people are so caught up on changing the circumstances of their lives but if they can shift the perspective all the shit they're trying to change like yeah there are probably improvements and refinements but if you can change the the lens through which you're able mm. to perceive the, the the circumstances of your life, you get so mm -hmm. much more out of it. But something you said uh, earlier, just circling back, I read something this morning about that. It's like people seek the recognition and uh, praise of other people because they can't give it to themselves. Mm. And I think it was what TJ has been saying on the, on the, the, his post is like, once you can praise yourself, your need or desire to seek it from anyone else is completely diminished. And I think that's, it's fucking liberating. Yeah. And that's where it's like, you hear the old, like, you know, I don't give a, what people think. Mm. And I think mm. that there's a lot of validation and truth to that. But I also think even recognizing, even recognizing that like it is our survival mechanism to actually care what other people think, right? Cause you want to fit in, mm. you want to fit in with the tribe. Mm. So knowing that alone, I think is important um, mm. because sometimes I think it's naive to just say that. But when you look at it, like we've just been talking about at a different perspective, it's like, no, like I actually don't care what other people think because I am so aligned and I'm so honed in on my vision and who I want to be that it mm. shouldn't and doesn't matter what other people think about what I'm doing because what I'm doing is making me happy. Mm. Mm. That's it. Yeah, I think I think it's the thing of like uh, people are entering into entering into that idea of seeking approval based on them not feeling whole in themselves. But mm -hmm. once you can feel whole in yourself and that inner knowing exists, I think that's when you can then enter into situations and relationships and dynamics in a more wholesome, fulfilling way because you're not you're not seeking to fill that void within you anymore. Exactly. Yeah, it's like that preoccupation being preoccupied about something, whatever it is, the the anxiety or depression or just like thinking about the thing you want to fix but don't know how. And a lot of that is getting out of your own way, but even getting out of your own way is a skill and learning how to do that. And again, tying it back to the perspective, I think that's where you're able to get out of your own way. And and that's such a good point too, because dude, honestly, again, when I was in my burnout, it was like uh, looking back at it, like I was probably just in this like low grade panic attack for 14 months and I didn't realize it. Right. And so talk about like living in the present moment. People always say that, like, be present, like live in the moment, but do we actually know how to do that? Or are we in the right state of mind to be able to do that? 
right? Mm. Or am I thinking about, oh my God, I got to lose weight or I have to eat better or like this is going to happen or that happened in the past. Like your, your brain is just literally not there. It's not in the moment. Mm. And then that's why we can't be in the moment, right? And even if it's like, I always say this, it's like less about where you are physically in this world geographically and more about like mm. where you are mm. right in your mm. mind and your body like you could be in the tropics and you can be in the caribbean you could be traveling the world but if you're not actually happy with like who you are internally whether that's yeah traveling the world or like have all this money it doesn't matter what you have if you don't have mm. that solid relationship with yourself mm. yeah it's like the thing isn't it like wherever you go there you will be <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah just yeah. like people do it like i've definitely had inclinations to do that to run away and escape but i recognize that mm. you can change the environment you can change that stuff but instill you cultivate a more kind and nurturing inner environment mm. then none, none of the other shit matters but yeah i relate i'm feeling what you're saying about that depressive moment mm. and when i was at that place and yeah I, I agree i think if someone had told me then like just be here now <laughs> like shut up dude <laughs> shut the fuck up yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly don't give me that like yeah, yeah lip service <laughs> yeah i am here and this isn't fun <laughs> yeah exactly and that's... that's exactly the point i don't so want to be here mm. <laughs> yeah i know dude it, it sounds dark but like when people like you know obviously i'm in the health space so are you it's talking about like longevity yeah. wanting to like live longer yeah <laughs> When I was in my burnout in the muck, I was like, dude, I don't want to live longer. Like, this sucks. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's, and, what, now, what, and now I'm like, oh, my God, I got to live forever. Mm -hmm. I got to keep spreading my mission through infinity. It's, it's a beautiful thing to, you know what? I think it's something I never thought I'd experience, the feeling of not wanting to be here. But again, we talk about the benefits mm. of that. Um, I genuinely feel grateful to have experienced that because at the other side of it, I value every moment so much more. Mm. yeah um, oh my and, god uh, yeah i wouldn't change it i wouldn't I, I, mm, would i change it no i wouldn't change it i would change it for maybe some of the things that i did in those moments that caused pain to people around me because i don't think mm. i was thinking clearly mm. Mm. yeah it was an interesting time yeah it's funny go ahead go ahead no, no. I was, I was going to say, it's funny how me, you, TJ, have all kind of found uh, found each other through this and had very similar uh, low points in, in, in different ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and dude, that's, uh, that's where, and then TJ always talks about this too, but it's like people don't really want empathy. They want empathy. They want to actually like know that you understand what they are feeling. Mm. And that's why vulnerability struggle is actually a superpower because you mm. can be empathetic and you can actually relate to what people are going through even if it's a different situation conceptually mm. the feelings the emotions the psychographics of what's going on right mm. like you can relate on that conceptual level then people are like holy crap you see me you actually see me you hear me mm. right again like when i was in this depressive mode and trying to explain to like my family or even my friends like what's going on I almost like felt like I was going crazy trying to explain it to them because it's nothing against them, but like, I just felt like they didn't know what I was going through and they kept being like, you're doing great. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm so proud of you, all this stuff. And it like, wasn't registering in my brain. 
you know, because I was like, there's no way like, they don't get it. Like they haven't been and not. And I hope this doesn't come off as like egotistically, but it just that's what it felt like. It was like they don't know what I'm going through. So like they can't relate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's why you just you almost like felt numb where it just like the words weren't registering. And and also, too, like going back to what you said about like kind of fleeing and, and escaping and, and traveling, like I think, again, it's like twofold. Like when you travel, you can kind of like almost like shock your body to like get out of the environment that you're in, which might be, you know, holding you back. Mm. But like, because I had been in the corporate world for six years and juggled the business for a year and a half simultaneously, like just burning the midnight oil, you know, some of the, some of the travel in the past had just been like, uh, I got to like, like, like my nervous system being like fight or flight, like just got to get out of like whatever situation or unease that I'm in. Right. Um, and all that, that travel was fun. I'm super blessed and really genuinely enjoyed it. But now that I'm like out of that burnout, it's more of like a, oh my God, like I want to go express the highest version of myself in all these like amazing places and like meet new people. Um, because look, like going back to that burnout, man, it was like, I pretty much told my family that I was moving back home. Like we were at the dinner table. And because I was like so uncertain with my life, like literally days where I was staring at the ceiling on the floor in my bedroom saying, what the f- do I do? <laughs> like literally, mm-hmm. I do not know what to do. Like, what do I do with my life? Like starting off brand new as an entrepreneur with like financial stress and from the burnout, health stress and like loneliness from being an entrepreneur and isolating myself too much. Three things I'd never really dealt with in my entire life. So how was I going to know how to handle it, right? Didn't know what the hell to do. It felt like my world was crashing down. My world was burning. Like, didn't know how I could keep waking up every day doing that same thing over and over without a solution. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. yeah, by the grace of God, obviously, got hit with a sponsored ad and started working with Matt and IA and was just so grateful for that. But I mean, yeah, dude, I was like so uncertain about my future. And that's what scares a lot of people. And rightfully so is that unknown. But because I was so unknown, I wanted that feeling of safety, which obviously for most people is home. So I was like, I was like 85, 90% of the way there. And that would have been fine. Totally. Like it's, it's, there's no wrong decision. It's all just part of the path. But I think what I was trying to do was like, I didn't realize at the time I was basically just trying to like run away from my problems. Right. So like going back and forth and like, what do I do? I need that safety. Um, But yeah, no matter where you are, you can't run away from your problems. You have to no. address them or else, you know, it's like what you resist persists. Like everything in this life, like it never goes away until it teaches us what we need to know. So massive, isn't it? And I, you know, I, I feel like I'm getting ever more wooey these days. And I feel like <clears throat> we, we have the opportunity to learn the lesson at various points. And there's uh, grades of that. And uh, like you say, it keeps coming up until you do learn from it. And I think that's the, that's the thing from all of this It's to try and open yourself up to learning these lessons before, you know, like you have to go through what you, what you went through. Or I have to go through what I went through that, you know, that depressive state, that extreme burnout, mm. but something I struggle with, and maybe this is something I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on. How do you, how do you help someone who you can see going that way, but they're not in so much pain yet that they recognize that they're there. You know, it's like, you know, you see in a car going to crash into a wall. And they're like, 
they're just fucking like cracking on with it and you want to <laughs> you want to you want to stop them how do, oh, we, yeah. how do we how do we how do we how do we help them dude that's such a good question i love it that's why I think that the empathy and the struggle is the actual superpower because you know exactly how they feel and where they're going and that you don't want them to feel that pain. So that that's literally your life mission. Like that's what it mm-hmm. all is. That's what it comes down to. I actually had like a, a sales call the other day and I felt that similar sentiment, you know, I, and it's a completely objective standpoint. Like we've all had our struggles and health and all that, but mm-hmm. look like, I saw like a, a, an old version of myself in this person mm. and I was like, I know exactly where they are and where they need to go and where if they don't go, it's, it's going to be really tough. Um, and I kept hearing like, oh, like this happened or that happened or like I've been pretty healthy and, you know, it's kind of, kind of got unlucky, blah, blah, blah. And obviously there's a lot of things that are out of control and things that are up to chance, but what we've learned so much in our program and the mentor that we've hired in the community that we've put ourselves into is that we don't even recognize our own limiters. So yeah, like obviously I'm teaching people about nutrition and sleep and health and habits around working out and staying healthy, but dude, it's never been about that stuff. That's the ancillary stuff that comes after you fix your mindset and you actually understand your own limiters and you realize that a coach is not telling you how many calories to eat, what food to eat, what to do. They are guiding you and allowing you to tell yourself what to do. And that is through seeing a bigger vision and naturally getting that motivation and the rest falls into place, which is exactly what I've learned from the mentor and the community that I've hired. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's literally like, you won't be motivated to do something unless there is emotion attached to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like if someone tells you what to do, it's like, you know, you need to do it. And that's what I hear every day. I know what I need to do, but for some reason I just don't do it because Mm -hmm. people aren't seeing their vision and they're not seeing the passion and they're not, they're trying to like hit these goals, these like just objective goals that aren't actually like a part of the vision of like, I'm going to make these decisions every day to align with the person that I'm trying to become. Right. And it's like literally, Emotion is energy in motion. So how do you, how do you start working out? How do you start eating the healthy food? How do you start improving your relationships with your family and your friends? Like you literally fix your energy. You fix the limiters, your nervous system that's holding you back. You create energy, you see the vision and you put that energy in motion towards your grander vision. Mm. That's the secret. It, it, but people want to get caught up, I think, on the you know the systems and the tactics and the strategies, without having to maybe lean into the t- discomfort of these conversations that mm. are necessary if you want to transform who you are forever. I think that's the mm. the way I the way it was shown to me from one of my other mentors years ago is that people there's like layers of an onion and there's three layers and generally people will come to you to the outside layer like maybe as a health coach people will come to you in the nutrition it'll be like oh I want to drop five percent body fat so I look good in the beach and then <laughs> and then you know you know like you know that's not the real thing that's yeah, not yeah. that's that's the, that's the surface level thing. There's right. something underneath that. And then there's the core of it, which we're saying here. Mm. And when you can, 
But it's, I've been it's so hard because you've kind of got to speak to that first bit. Otherwise, they're just going to fucking disengage. But then over time, <laughs> yeah, you, it's like a bait, a classic like bait and switch. Like, yeah, we'd, we'd drop that. Yeah, we're fine. And then like, three <laughs> months later, like, they realize you've like completely yeah. um, done one on them where you just tell, to get into the core of it. But it's uh, it's it's a tough thing, I think, in our space and like, you know, health and fitness, whatever it is, because. I think people are always looking to solve their inner state through outer state solutions. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm. it's trying to, it's trying to persuade people to realize that, yeah, this is the thing to solve for. If you can solve for this. And like you say, if you can then embody this powerful vision of the future that you want to work towards and, and in that emotionally feel it, that's going to, that's going to stick long-term that is going to stick but exactly it's it's deeper work than oh, man just you know i've you know i've done nutrition coaching as well and what i do and it's just you know people come to you i just want a meal plan just yeah. give me the meal plan just yeah. how, how many calories can i have yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> it's actually like genuinely funny thinking about it and it's like not yeah. anybody's fault because like it makes sense that that would be the answer and i've i've felt that way too but I don't know, yeah. just the realizations and the perspective change I've had. It's like, it's never been about that yeah. stuff. It's. Yeah, no, but I think like you, but we've said and touched upon here, I don't think it's anyone's fault because the world in which we exist mm. is we're taught to grow up and believe that all solutions lie outside of you. And um, all, all, all problems seem like a band-aid. They're never, they're never, but it's how we're taught to kind of go through life. If I get yeah. the big car, if I get the big house, if I get mm. the. I don't know, fucking better job, whatever it is, that's going to be the thing. And so, and that's, that's, I think, uh, the thing you said about empathy and the pain and the suffering is that I think you do recognize that through those experiences that none of that shit fucking works long-term. Like it's, it's, it's the, it's all the things we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I know it. I know it because when I first started the business, it was like cloud nine. Nobody can stop me. This is the best thing that's ever happened. I'm, I'm healing people, all this stuff. And then the burnout came, you know, that dip came. And um, I already had known what I needed to do. And I had all the tools from being a health coach and all the things that I've created for myself and other people, which I'm super grateful for. And I think that's why, like, sometimes the ego is demonized, like, oh, ego death. But it's like, that can project us and like help propel us in a lot of great ways, but we just have to have a good relationship with it and understand when it's ego versus the soul. Um, mm. But my point is like, I had all these tools. I knew what I could be doing or what I needed to do, but because my nervous system was so dysregulated and so out of whack without me even realizing it, like I, I literally was blinded. Like I'm not even exaggerating when I say that word, I was blinded to my passion and to my purpose. I couldn't see it anymore. I couldn't feel it. And so without that vision, right, without that vision, without that emotion mm. to like take steps into something I'm trying to do or become, it's impossible. It's literally impossible. And mm. yeah, I totally agree. It's like these objective goals are just black and white. Like I want to lose weight or I want to eat better or work out more. All great things, all great things. But I think, again, they just come naturally once you actually go through that mental mindset exercise of like, okay, this is the thing that's actually limiting me. And to your point, right. It's like, 
oh, I want to like, you know, chisel up for, you know, the summer or something. But it, it's almost like going back to like the five whys, like being like a, a kid, like asking like, why? Okay, you want to lose weight? Why? Because I want to look better. Why? Because I feel better about myself. Why? Because I feel like crap right now. Why? <laughs> because I'm, yeah. you know, I have these terrible habits. Why? Because I'm getting in my own way. Okay, why? I don't know. Yeah, because you need more perspective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I think uh, that perspective thing is massive. And we live in this crazy, overwhelmed, busy time, flooded with information that the thing that I think affords us perspective, which is space, is mm. greatly diminished in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so in my experience, you get people who are so fucking busy. They're so busy. They're like, what kind of soul for this? It's like, well, you're not giving yourself the space to find yeah. a solution. Yeah, dude, that's so powerful. And I think that's why you see the pandemic as a perfect example. That's why mm. we're here in this conversation right now, right? Absolutely. Literally. Like mm. I started meditating, started creating white space. I started to like actually think about what I wanted to do with my life. Because look, we were born into this world. We go to elementary school, we go to high school, we go to college, we're basically forced into a major, right? 80% of people don't really know what they want to do. Mm. They declare that major and they get a job. And they work for 40 years, they buy a house, they get married, they retire. And then they look back and they're like, was I actually doing what I wanted to do with my life the whole time? <laughs> but what just happened, right? And so that's something that we're not taught. And that's sometimes where I'm like, we live in a friggin' simulation, dude. It's crazy. Like, it's so odd. It's like, oh, like, you know, be in the present moment. Like, take time to relax. Like, slow down. We all hear it. We all know it. But do we make time for it? And sure, there's obligations. There's jobs. There's things. But like, truly, if you are really motivated and truly have this like i know there's a better version of me inside of me like you will make it happen and you will make that time for white space and and that's why it's one of the biggest things i do with my clients at the very beginning of each sessions which again i've learned from my mentor mm. in our community is like just breathing breathing for like three minutes and mm. you know in these like little mini grounding breath work exercises i'm like i literally say to my clients i'm like be okay with silence because silence is literally the answer and most people aren't comfortable with the silence because it's like these emotions and traumas and nervous system dysregulation that feels uncomfortable right and the body's always moving away from pain or towards pleasure right and it's mm -hmm. like the whole meditation thing oh i can't clear my mind or like my mm -hmm. my thoughts are racing well it's like yeah your body's teaching you something and that's what matt has taught mm -hmm. us so well it's like it's mm -hmm. literally all good like mm -hmm. those anxious mm -hmm. thoughts the bad quote unquote like it's literally teaching you that your body needs regulation and it needs to mm -hmm. chill. Right. And that's why like six years in the corporate world, year and a half juggling the business, same time, burn the midnight oil, go, go, go cortisol, adrenaline crank for not only those years, but realistically looking back on it, probably my entire life. Cause that's how we're, you know, that's how we're taught. And then I went mm -hmm. into depression because I was depressed because I needed that deep rest. And that's, again, what Matt has done such a great job of teaching us. It's like, I was so uncomfortable with it. And I was like, like, I've always been super determined and passionate and like self-accountable. Like, why am I procrastinating? Like, this is crazy. It was just like this whole life transition that was so new to me, right? Having all this like extra time in my calendar. I'm like, what do I do with it? Or like, you know, because I wasn't staying busy all the time, which is such a bad, like a badge that I've worn in the past. Like, I started to feel literally i started to feel mm. <laughs> and now mm. it was uncomfortable for sure but now i'm allowing it 
and now I'm allowing it to teach me. And uh, yeah, any like insecurities or anxiousness or like, oh, like this relationship isn't working out well, or like I keep going on dates and this doesn't work, or like, you know, I hate when this person does that, or my roommate did this, or my roommate did that. It's like, dude, the very thing that you don't like in someone else is the very thing that you need to heal. Mm-hmm. Like, and TJ does such a good job of explaining this. It's like our world mm-hmm. is literally just a projection of what's going on inside of us. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when you can make that realization, then I think you open yourself up to the lessons that are available to you <laughs> in each and every moment. Um, yeah. With something you were saying about meditation, the mind and stuff like that, I had this so many times of people when you try and convince them to do it. One thing I always come back with is like, yeah, my mind's too busy for that. I said, well, that's exactly the fucking reason why you should be doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, and it, and a, a good friend of mine, he was really into meditation for years. He really got into it. And he's like, you know, if you can't sit with yourself for 20 minutes in your thoughts, yeah, that's a fucking problem. You got that's that's where you need to start. And when you can get to that place, you will you will create a shift. Mm. Um, but again, we're so I think we're just so busy right now and we want to solve for everything in the belief that more busyness is the mm. solution to this. Yeah. Um, but to and then to kind of go against that and go, no, 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 we're just gonna we're not gonna do we're not gonna do more stuff, we're gonna do less. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, it and it's taken me a while as a coach to be confident in doing that as well with mm. clients. Um, mm-hmm. because I think my, you know, I've been coaching for a decade now, and I, in those early years, you feel like people are coming to you. It's like, okay, I've got to give them shit to do. I've got to give them, I've got, right. you know, this is this is it. I've got to give them extra stuff. Mm. And you're like, okay, now now how do how do we how do we take some stuff out first? Exactly. <laughs> how do we remove exactly. stuff? So how 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 come? Because I think we might have spoken about it briefly, but the purpose of this conversation. How did you go from corporate to coaching, and what was the what was the what was the thing that opened up for you that made you made that jump? Because I, I love to hear other because I you know I was in the police for so many years. I went to coaching, mm. and it's always mm. lovely to hear people going from one career to another. What was the catalyst for that? I appreciate that question and allowing you to tell my story. And before I do that, I actually I did just want to touch upon what you said before because I feel like mm. that like busyness badge. I'm a thousand percent guilty of it, and probably still to this day. But something I feel like I'm getting a lot better at, and like truly appreciating that white space, but. Yeah, like I used to say, like, I literally used to tell people like, yeah, I have productive paranoia, like, I got to I always got to be doing something. And I like, pridefully would say that. Mm. And I guess there's a lot of, you know, validation in it, because like, you're productive, and you're making things happen. But yeah, whether it's like staying busy, or shopping, stress eating, drinking alcohol, smoking a cigarette, vaping, like it's all literally just a way to regulate your nervous system because you are currently in a state of unease. And so again, the body's always going away from pain or towards pleasure. So like if you're in this state of dysregulation or like I'm uncomfortable, I don't feel good. Oh, I got to grab the beer. I got to smoke the marijuana or I got to hit the vape. And even if it's a subtle, like people, some people don't even realize it, right? It's like, oh, like it's just a habit. Smoking this vape is just a habit. Or, you know, I don't even really like to drink. I just like go out with my friends and like a social thing. 
But again, it's like you need to make time for that white space. So I just wanted to say that because I don't think in this world that we're really taught how to do that. And that's half the battle that people like talk to a lot of my clients and it's like, yeah, like I don't really even know what I want to do with my life. You know, I'm 25, I'm 30, 35 years old. Like, how come I don't know what I want to do with my life yet? And so that's why I don't think there's a coincidence. Like some people find their passion when they're 18 years old. Some people find it when they're 55. You know, I really found mine when I was like, what, 26, 27. But it was because of the pandemic and it was because I started making white space. I started meditating. I started like to internally reflect on like what's going on in my body. And uh, so, yeah, like that skill of like making time for white space is really important. And I think I forget what I was saying it to the other day, but I like said, oh, like, oh, yeah, I'd love to like recommend you these meditations are like, you know, 15 minutes. And they're like, Oof, 15 minutes. That sounds long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, like I get it. That's not your fault. Like I don't everyone's like super busy, but if you think about that, dude, you live yeah. like a freaking what 16 hour day, 18 hour day, however many hours we're up. Yeah. 15 minutes, and it's like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like that is wild yeah. to me. <laughs> it is. But then and then you like stack up that conversation with like, oh, how much time are you like uh watching TV or like you know, what's your what's your yeah. average screen time every day? Right. and yeah i think i think uh again meditation i think is a hard one for people to sell because you it's, it's such a hard one to communicate such the a benefits stigma. of it yeah there's such a stigma they're like oh it's all this spiritual hippie dippy yeah. shit it's like no science this bro is, yeah it's science and it's, it's it's been proven by countless studies countless people mm. and if anything the way we live now demands this more rigorously than i think it any other point mm, uh, mm. and uh like you say i think it's the answers to most people questions most people's questions probably lie within and they lie within if they allow themselves the space for those things to arise but if they're just so caught up on almost like trying to answer them and trying to solve them it's counterintuitive to allowing them to actually arise mm. that makes sense mm. you know i feel like the irony of it all is that questions are the answer but nobody makes time to like ask themselves the questions like you know if i have sessions with my clients or like talking to just friends and family it's like they have this like realization or they're like oh i don't know why i do this or that like how often do you actually ask yourself that question <laughs> they're like mm. this is like the only time i've ever done it <laughs> Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of stigma around it, but that's, that's the beauty in it is like allowing that emotion, allowing those questions to come up, which, you know, that's what anxiety is. It's like, what's going to happen? What's it? Like, you have to like see the lesson in it. Right. And, uh, it's hard to see the lesson in things. Like if you don't have the vision and I think that's, that's where I was, dude, I literally, I literally wrote in my journal about all the emotions I was feeling like during this time, just because. And it was like, you know, anxiety and depression and lonely and like confused, overwhelmed. And I literally wrote down in my journal, like universe, like I am ready for this challenge, but it's really freaking hard right now. And I'm willing to see the lesson in it, but I literally don't see it. Like, please help me. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I think when you have the vision, it's much easier to be like, okay, this is teaching me X, Y, Z. Versus like, this is happening to me. So that's why, again, super blessed for the mentor and you and like the entire community, because that perspective change allowed me to like, 
re-see and open my eyes back up to that vision. And now I'm more inspired, more insatiably passionate than I've ever been before in my entire life, which is just incredible, right? Um, so going back to your question about how I got, <laughs> well, we got here, to rabbit holes. <laughs> I just had to, yeah, I just had to say that. Um, that's cool, man. But no, it's cool. I, and I, again, I appreciate you so much just for your perspective. And that's all it is, man. Like, that's why we read books. That's why we listen to podcasts. That's why we hire mentors, because that's what actually makes the change. Because hmm. you never thought about it a certain way. Even You could look at the same exact information in a different lens from a different perspective and your entire world changes. Um, so I really appreciate what you had said about, again, like the evolution that we're always evolving. We're not really going back to where we were. We're actually becoming a better version of ourselves because of the muck, because of the struggle. Um, thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. And so I've realized now that I have like an origin story, right? Like where I kind of started and now I have this like evolving story, which I'm even more excited about. Um, right. And I think that my first story, the origin story is very powerful. And I'm still passionate about that because I made just like incredible leaps and bounds and transformations within like two to three weeks of enrolling into my nutrition course to not only help myself, but obviously to gain more knowledge and go and help other people. Um, some people even do the certification just to like help themselves, help their own health. But I just mm -hmm. felt so obligated as my awareness changed. I was like, everything that's chalked yeah. up as normal is just, is just not. Um, and so anyway, yeah, it started off with like just this burn it off mentality as an athlete. Like I can do whatever I want. It doesn't matter. Buffalo chicken calzones, pizza, like Dunkin' Donuts, French, French vanilla iced coffee and like butternut donut every day. Like such a joke, such a joke. Conventional dairy, conventional wheat. Like, oh yeah, my body doesn't matter. Literally just have a three hour back basketball practice and it's fine. And my metabolism, right? Probably was just getting destroyed and our body's obviously very resilient which is kind of a blessing in disguise because like keeps us safe in the moment but then eventually all these decisions add up and our toxic bucket overflows right like one burger or like one pizza it's like not gonna it's not the end of the world at all and i think that balance is important but obviously over time things add up i mean i'm sure you can relate to like goldfish as a kid and pop tarts and gushers and like all this crazy stuff um it's insane when you think about it, actually, how much the system sets us up for failure. And it feels like a simulation. It straight up does. Um, mm. So anyway, terrible chronic acne, terrible hemorrhoids, awful mental health, mood swings, like, quote unquote, naps on the couch, which was just food comas after eating four bowls of cereal, frozen waffles, like, clearly, again, looking back on it, didn't realize it, but my nervous system was just so dysregulated, you know, would wake up like half asleep, try to do my homework, sleep like crap. And I uh, just felt like shit. <laughs> and that was in high school. And then I went to college and obviously not much changed. A lot of drinking and a lot of, yeah, not sleeping well and eating like crap. And then when I hit the corporate world, look, I was never taught any other way. So why would my habits change if I didn't know, if I didn't make an awareness change? Because we can't change what we're not aware of. So yeah, still eating like crappy like sandwiches and like going to the happy hours with my coworkers and um, yeah, not really sleeping well and just burning myself out a ton and then uh yeah the shoulder injury led me up to like oh like really studying the human body and that led me into nutrition and then like kind of started like going to whole foods just because i you know knew that's where the quote-unquote healthy people went started looking at all the labels and saw that like a lot of the good stuff came from california um then i moved out here to like throw myself into an environment because i was just sick of 
doing the same thing over and over every single weekend, going to the same exact bars. And uh, I looked down at the beer bottle one day and I was just like, dude, is this really it? Mm. Like, this is my life. Like, I just, I work 40, 50, 60 hours a week and wait for two days every week and I just drink. Like, this is like insane. Like, there's got to be something more. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, really just like I believe in that environment and throwing yourself into a supportive community and like the idea of osmosis. So like just throwing yourself into a place, into an area that you want to become. Right. And I knew that like Southern California was kind of the mecca for all of it, which me and TJ are going to convince you to move out here soon. So better be ready for that. <laughs> I um, love that. <laughs> and yeah, man, never like quote unquote saw myself as an entrepreneur, you know, especially with all the insecurities I've had over the course of my life. Right. Like I can't do that. I'm not confident enough for that. Like. Who am I mm -hmm. to do that? And then you realize mm -hmm. that like all these skills of confidence and vulnerability and like public speaking, like they're truly just a skill like anything else. And you just have to attack it. And that's, I know for me, that's been my limiter. It's just like ruminating in the thoughts, like what's going to happen? How's it going to work? And it that becomes paralyzing. And that that's why like, you know what you need to do, but you don't do it. And I've noticed for me, I literally, literally scientifically, physically, yeah, physics. Like I just I I take action and then and then the clarity happens. And that's the only way I learn. And that's why they always say, you know, you gotta fail fast, fail often, because that's literally how you learn and that's how you succeed. <laughs> and it sounds mm -hmm. cliche, but it's so freaking true. And they always say, Oh, Michael Jordan didn't make his high school team, blah, blah. Like it's 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 literally the formula for success. And it's like mm -hmm. there's science in it. I really do believe that. I was watching the Derek Jeter documentary the other day. And they were saying that he, he, he made 56 errors his first season in the Yankees farm league on the single A team, mm. 56 errors. Mm. Mm. And now he has six, maybe more, six world series championships, five, whatever it is. Mm. Obviously Derek Jeter, one of the best players of all time in any sport. And so, yeah, that failure is just the key. And so, yeah, then the pandemic hit, man started to reflect, started to create that white space, that meditation, dude, we talked about it before people, nobody wants to do it, but it's literally the thing that started my, this is why we're talking right here, right now, literally is meditation. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just, yeah, really was like, all right, I'm going to start living a life that I actually want to live. And this is my vision and I'm going to make it happen. And, you know, I started an Instagram page, even though I was scared to do it, what are people going to think? And I just, again, clarity through action, just started it and started sharing and started sharing like who I was in my highest expression. And then people started following and then a business coach reached out. I hired him, got a, like my first couple clients, you know, gained more confidence because where does confidence come from? The evidence of success, right? And, uh, and then, yeah, I got a couple clients, five my LLC, hired another business coach who was kind of more like a seasoned guy, um, who like owned three businesses. And he taught me, he's like, all right, here's what you're going to do. Here's how you're going to approach the situation. Like how many clients are you going to need to like live a lifestyle that you want? Like, you know, that was really scary. And I really liked my corporate job. I really did. Like, I loved the people there and like the money was awesome, but there was just a bigger pull for me. And I knew there was, and there was something inside of me saying that like, I'm born and called to do this. So it was scary again, as everything is, um, any, any sort of catalyst for growth, but I did it. I went to my boss and said, Hey, like, thank you guys so much for everything that you've taught me, but you know, I'm, I'm moving on to something else, um, that I'm really passionate about. And yeah, it was scary, but wouldn't want it any other way. And, uh, that's how I made the leap. Wow. That's a great one. 
it's, it's funny hearing you go from that that I mean there was obviously a lot of perceived certainty around the job you were in mm. to the the world of the entrepreneur which couldn't be more uncertain could it yeah yeah mm. yeah it was, it was funny I real quick I was talking to one of my other clients in our, in our group call the other day and he was talking about how he's like approaching 60 and he's like ready to retire he's like oh, I've been saying this for like five years I'm like mm. right, yeah there's a lot of validity to like wanting to save up more money for what you want to do so that when you retire, you can continue to do that and live your lifestyle and, and all that good stuff. But like, if we just keep putting off, like what we actually want to do in our life and like how we actually want to live, like when are you actually living in the present moment? Hmm. Right? Like, Oh, I just wait to retire and then I'll be happy because I can do whatever I want. Like yeah. you're going to, you're going to live 85% of your life basically doing what you don't want. And then waiting to retire to have 15, 20 years of the rest of your life. Like that doesn't even make any sense. And so what he was saying is like, yeah, I've been thinking about it for like five years. I want to like save up some more money, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I truly validate that. And I get that. It's like, dude, you've been saying this to yourself for that long. Like, why are you not just doing it? And his answer was the unknown. Mm. Mm. That's incredible. So it's almost like, that that is the that's the get out of jail card for them almost. It's like oh, just yeah. The police was like that. So many guys, and you're not just like counting down like ten, fifteen years plus. And you're like, what are you doing? You're you're literally wasting every moment until that point that may not ever arrive at a gem. You know, a point biologically where you're gonna be maybe past your best. If we're gonna say that, and. Uh, then you're gonna live like <laughs> what, the, what the fuck and, and the police was like yeah <laughs> the police was no massive sense. for it because because people would retire like 55 60 and because mm. of the nature of the job five years later they're gone um and uh yeah i think it's that thing people like defer i think it's it's comforting for people to feel like they can defer living life out into the future so it can give them a reason to feel happy to accept that they're unhappy now Mm. dude that's such a great point yeah yeah i think uh i was in it for a long time or in that burnout like that mm. uh i was addicted to suffering that's all there is to it i was a thousand percent yeah I, I felt like that that was the way you had to be this is the this is yeah. what life is it's, it's suffering mm. Mm. yeah i was addicted to it because I didn't realize it at the time, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely a form of validation. Even though I always saw myself as like, yeah, I'm always going to like see the lesson. I'm going to see the, what this world's trying to teach me, what the universe, what God's trying to teach me. But because I didn't have other perspective, I wasn't able to realize that in the moment. Right. And so it was like, I kind of went back to that victim mentality, even though I was like, hmm, I'm not that person. <laughs> like what's going on? And it's because I was trying to do it on my own. I didn't have other perspective to really like see it in a different lens. Right. And, uh, it was like, Oh yeah, this is happening to me. Like this is crappy. Like, you know, I am burnt out. I am like struggling. Like this does suck. This is so unlucky. Like, why is this happening to me? And that's a form of validation because you're like, Oh yeah, like this isn't my fault. And that's just your ego. That's straight up just your ego trying to keep you safe and again that's the blessing and the curse of the human body 
and of the nervous system is always trying to keep you safe in the moment. Mm. But you have to break through that gap of like your ego and your soul. And that's where the beauty happens. I think it's something I've heard you refer to before is like extreme ownership. And that's a, mm-hmm. a book I read a few years ago. Is it Jocko Willink? And I was like, yeah, and until you're willing to adopt that in every aspect of your life, you're always going to be stuck in those patterns, believing that somehow they're arising in your life for some other reason other than you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, actually. Here's the book right here. Yeah. <laughs> using it as my mic stand right now yeah um, man yeah but it's true man it's like it's that truth that we don't want to accept it's like mm-hmm. it is extreme ownership it is so it's all on you your entire life is exactly because of every decision that you've ever made and everybody comes from a different situation and there's absolutely factors of social mobility and like you know, your childhood traumas, right? Like, did you grow up in a family where your parents were divorced or did you grow up in a a lower income family or did you grow up in a higher income family where you weren't really Mm. taught like how to do stuff for yourself, Mm. right? Mm. So it's like, no matter where you are, everyone has a different life experience and a different upbringing and things that are stored in their body mentally and physically that carry with you throughout your whole life until you address it. Mm. yeah okay this is going to sound like an out there question but i feel like so much of we're talking about here is about purpose and Mm. mindset or maybe identification the question that this sounds like a really weird question is like when you're coaching people through nutrition which is what i understand as being you know uh, the, 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 the the you're a nutrition but how do you then take that conversation around nutrition into this because obviously that must be happening with your clients it it ties me back to the origin story and the in the evolution and the evolving story because mm-hmm. i've i've realized that that key and that that cheat code really is the nervous system in my opinion based on my life experience based on what i see in other people based on what i've seen in my past clients current clients mm-hmm. and i've never been more excited to like continue to do like vision planning with them and like really helping them step into who they want to become because that is where the change happens truly and like i don't know if i'm like the corporate world is 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 amazing right there's so many things that come from it that we wouldn't have in this world without it and the beautiful mind the people that have created it but all i want to say is like if you're in a job that just like doesn't make you happy like isn't aligned with actually what you want to do like, I think a lot of it starts with your, your health mm. and it starts with energy because everything in this world is energy. And if you don't have the energy to like even see your vision or take action towards it, like you're just going to keep living a life that you don't actually enjoy. And so, mm. yeah, I've had a lot of clients like go through my program. It's, it's inspiring the heck out of me, but like just seeing them make changes and them being like, oh my God, I came into this program. Like wanting to fix my nutrition and now like we're doing all this mindset stuff and like honing on this meditation and like i'm creating all these realizations for myself that i've been living in misalignment for my entire life and now they're they're coming to me they're being like i'm very happy with my job like financially secures me it's awesome but like this is what i actually want to do 
this is really what I've always wanted to do. And I keep putting it off. But now I'm creating white space and I'm creating energy within myself that's allowing me to realize that I am living in misalignment and that I don't want to. And I really want to chase what I'm passionate about. So again, like now that I've realigned myself and like really just become very passionate about the nervous system and how, yeah, I feel like that's what a lot of this life comes down to and is, is regulating that because we're subjected to so much stuff in this world. Um, we have to create this, this toolbox for ourselves, which I'm very grateful for as a health coach. Like, mm. It's almost that's why I'm so passionate about it. I'm like, how how do you go through this life without all of these tools and these this mindset and like perspective change? Because it's so crazy. And obviously, maybe that's where you see the quick fix stuff and like the medication, which absolutely has its place. But like I, I had a guest speaker come on recently and he was talking about his journey. He started a like an addiction recovery business and he's now mm -hmm. been sober for four years, right? This guy was addicted to heroin and now he's created a business to help people holistically heal like he uses me as, mm. as a as a partner um for the nutrition stuff he has like a spiritual coach mm. and he was like yeah i thought like if i just got rid of the alcohol or the drugs like all my issues would go away mm. but now then he was like oh my god like i realized that was the ancillary stuff what i really needed to fix mm. was like my trauma and my nervous system because i was reaching for that stuff and coping with that stuff because of my nervous system. So to answer your question, like, <laughs> yeah, I, now that I'm like in this, like, because I've struggled, because that's my superpower is that empathy and the struggle. Now I'm able to like see people really empathize with them. I'm a hundred times more empathetic. I'm 200 times a better coach. Like, 400 times more insatiably passionate about what I'm doing and why I'm here. And so that's what it's all about is like creating that energy and then ruminating that and shining your light in the world and allowing people to see that to be like, okay, whoa, that's awesome. Like storytelling is so powerful. That's how humans mm -hmm. are hardwired, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that's what I'm here to do is to continue to tell my story and give people hope that they can do what they want to do with their life, even if it is it's still staying in the corporate job. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but you have to find fulfillment. No matter if it's a corporate job or entrepreneurship, like TG always says this, says this but like life is going to be hard no matter what. Mm -hmm. So like you might as well embrace the struggles, become more empathetic and like see the value in those struggles and struggle and enjoy the process for something that you would literally be willing to die on the battlefield for, you know? Mm -hmm. And so still haven't answered your question, but basically my no, answer cool. is it's like, good. I get it. What I've seen as I've made this shift for myself, I'm allowing people to like see their limiters. And like, I think when I was first a coach, it was like, I, I kind of got frustrated why, Oh, I'm telling this client to do this. Like, this is the keys to success to like help your gut health and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. all that's true for sure. But I would get frustrated and they, they come back in the meeting the next week and be like, oh, I didn't do any of that. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what do you mean? I told you all you had to do. You know what to do. Mm -hmm. right? So that's mm -hmm. why I don't think it's more information. It's just more perspective mm -hmm. that we need and like understanding mm -hmm. our limiters and what's actually holding us back. So now that I'm like such a much more better coach and more empathetic and like actually know how to like get into people's nervous systems and actually heal them and allow them to like see their limiters they naturally start to motivate themselves right mm -hmm. and like I've, I've seen it even just like 
super recently having some deep conversations with my clients. I just ask powerful questions and then they reflect and then they change their perspective and then they see the vision and then they become super motivated. And then the next morning I'm waking up with a text like, Oh dude, like I just made this smoothie and like did this like green juice or like, Oh, I just like ordered that health product. Like, and I didn't even like do do anything. Right. It was just like, Mm. I taught them how to motivate themselves basically. Mm. Dude, so much there. (laughs) <laughs> so good it's brilliant yeah no I, I i'm pulling it apart in my head and trying to pull it it makes absolute sense to me because that's the thing isn't it it's it's not about telling people what to do people know generally what they need to do like yeah you know yep they know what a, what decisions they really need to make is understanding the place from which they make those decisions and how they can make those decisions with a place of understanding and um, that shift, that shift in perspective, what you've said is the the, the beautiful thing because mm-hmm. that shift in perspective, I think is a shift then in self-identification. And when that happens with a client, the shift in self-identification means that then, yeah, they, you know, they, they, they're doing it from a place of complete autonomy. They're not doing it from a place of direction. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think nobody likes to be told of- what to do. No, it's the opposite, right? They think they do. They think they want to be told what to do. But your mom, when you were six years old, your mom told you to do something. Would you do the exact opposite? Straight out there. I'm straight out there drinking beers. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the best decision. But yeah, and that's the, that is the trick with coaching. I think Um, it's taken me a long time, I'll be honest, to realize that because Mm. I think my inherent I think for most of us who coach, there's an inherent drive to help reduce the pain and suffering of yeah. those people we work with. And yeah. in that, you see someone doing something and you go, just don't fucking do that anymore and you'll be okay. But until they can see it truly themselves, see it themselves, which comes from the perspective of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which comes from allowing space to exist to create ah. that shift in perspective. But people are so caught. I mean, I think it's. Um, a good description I've read of this recently, which is like, uh, you know, life is perceived as very much like a uh, a horizontal journey through life. Mm. It's a horizontal like perspective. But if you can get people to increase their vertical perspective on the nature of the, the horizontal, then mm. that's when they can make those decisions yeah. from a place of the self because they're able to step back out of that view and go, this is so much more expansive. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah wow dude that's (laughs) no that's so great dude i absolutely love that um i almost feel like i have a bone to pick with setting goals there's a lot of value in that but if you're setting these just like objective goals based on like well yeah i think i want like a lot of money Mm. or like i want to be yeah i want to eat better i want to get in shape so Mm. i want to lose 10 pounds or i want to make you know $200,000, like whatever the number is. Mm. Like if you don't have a vision as to like why you actually want to do that, it's going to be so difficult. And I think the other issue is too, and I've always said this, like, I feel like I kind of struggle to like set goals. Like I know, I know I want to achieve things. I know I want to like do certain things in this life, but it's Mm. that why dude, it's the why because, Mm. and the other part, that part, the, the part that's also tough too is like, when you set those goals, you set 
expectations. And then if you don't hit those expectations, that's where you become disappointed. And then you start to self-sabotage because you didn't hit your goals, right? Versus mm -hmm. let me set this grander vision and like align my decisions and my habits with who I want to become and where I'm trying to be. And then those goals just like naturally hit themselves. Mm. And I think that's the thing with the vision, because I know we're having this talk and this is going to be out there in the public space. I think for me, and we're on the same page, what the vision here is, mm. it's not so much the, the vision for me, as I try and describe this to clients is who do you want to be and how do you want to feel and how do you want to experience life at that point? Yeah. Rather than the nuts and bolts of like, oh, I need, I want a fucking Tesla. I want to, you know, yeah, it's yeah. the because I think when people think vision, they they can think that. But vision for me, and I'm, I think I'm pretty sure it's the same for you, is that that embodiment of the person they are and how right. that feels and how they're experiencing life. That's exactly true. That's exactly true. And I think I found that too. And even like my past jobs, like, oh, I want to hit this metric at my at my job or like, you know, do that. And and it was great when I hit the goals. I was like, that was awesome. Mm. But then the feeling fades away after like two or three days, maybe a week. Mm. And so mm. like, it's just like such a objective goal that doesn't really come with long-term motion. Mm. It's just a quick hit of like, oh yeah, that felt good. And I hit my goal. That's cool. And I actually had a conversation with my, one of my clients about this recently. Like he's done an incredible job at, at his occupation and all these accolades and promotions and all this stuff and even helping other people. And all of it's great. And and I think half of it is just like realizing that it's great and like appreciating that, right? And having that grace and being like, wow, I can actually give myself a pat on the back. Like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's just like still something like deeper in there, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know there's like something more there and like all the money is great and all that, but there's just something else, right? And that's why I'm just so passionate now about mm -hmm. truly living in alignment and like true to who you actually are. And sometimes it's easier said than done, but there's a process mm -hmm. for it and it's a skill like anything else. And it's the, yeah, again, like we talked about like meditation, the white space, I think is where it starts. Um, but if I could ask you a question, mm -hmm. 10 years of nutrition, fitness coaching, that's really impressive. I admire that. And I look up to that. And I look up to you in, in a lot of ways as a human, as a coach, everything. And I'm so glad that you've come into my life. Honestly, man, like you're a special dude. And uh, Thank you. maybe a loaded question, but just mm. even not even just advice for me, but just advice for like mm. the public on, on life or your experience or coaching or anything. Mm. Wow. Okay. I think that probably the, the most simple answer I can give for that now is that for all of these things you want to solve for in life, just understand you're trying to solve for feeling a certain way. Mm. And if you can really own that, allow yourself the space to understand what it is you want to feel from this experience, from this fucking game or simulation, <laughs> then, then that, that will empower you to really go after that and it's easy to get distracted by what everyone else is going to tell you you should want and mm -hmm. that you should do. And that yep. you might believe that those things that everyone else pursues 
for whatever reason they do are going to give you that thing but question that with absolute vigor because yeah maybe i sound cynical at this point i think so many people are are, are existing in a state of denied pain mm. and projected pleasure mm. Mm. and and so i guess the main thing is simple just think about how you want to feel in life and then start in that start from that place and you can start to figure some shit out dude that's epic that's such a good nugget of advice i appreciate that i think i just had a real real time realization right there which is why perspective i think is the most important thing because it allows us to grow and realize and change and become better but yeah i would say 99 percent of every sales call client call enrollment call the number one thing is just i just want to feel good So you make mm. such a great point in saying that you have to make these decisions based on the person you want to be and how you want to feel. That's mm. the, that's that emotion, right? The energy and motion, man. That's a perfect answer. I don't know where they come from, but then <laughs> funny, it's funny when you allow these things to come out and I always like think there was no that was what what felt like it arose arose at the time, and that felt like the the thing to say. Because your soul, the, yeah. And I, th I think the thing for me is I have been around the game for a while and got into this for fitness. Is that as so many nutrition as well? You realize people enter into that with um, the intention of solving for feelings through these this other stuff through these, mm. these you know like exercise is mm -hmm. is just a route to pursue a feeling. Mm -hmm. And if you can, you know, this is why I even think about movement now. I think we're so, we even move in a way that's disconnected. Yeah. And we don't, we don't fully connect with what movement is in the moment. I think movement marries the mind and the body in such a beautiful way that we can connect with the self. Um, but even movement is almost like unintentional because movement is done to pursue an outcome, you know, like, you know, I, I exercise to, hit a target or whatever it is but why? the goal of exercise yeah why yeah but the goal of exercise <laughs> is in the, the the being of doing the exercise um mm, as, mm. as far as i perceive movement now and it's because i think like you i've struggled with goals over my life and i've struggled with goals particularly in fitness which is a, a bizarre being in this space mm, mm -hmm. but it's, it's it's something that i've recognized recently is i've never done fitness for doing any achieving anything but it's just for the being and the connection that i can experience mm. in that and the feeling yeah. of it yeah dude i think that hardwired hardwired like tribal mechanism of mm. human beings is so so powerful i know mm. that i learned that definitely the hard way um or the best way depending how you look at it but uh yeah that's a great point like kind of like a route to receiving or feeling a certain emotion again like the nervous system dude it's like why why are we drinking because we want to take our mind off the emotion that we're currently feeling why are we smoking weed because we want to take our mind off the emotion that we're currently feeling why are we stress eating because we get a quick hit of dopamine and we don't want to feel stressed you know
it's all numbing isn't it and even yeah, through like yeah. fitness and movement especially through crossfit you know i've been around that space for a long time and i've seen so many people come in and they're they're jacked you know their nervous system's fucked but they're like you know what i'm gonna throw myself into a wall for an hour to kind of distract me from that yeah. <laughs> just like and it's it's such you just feel like you're fighting to lose battle in that space sometimes you're like you probably just need to go for a walk and fucking breathe yeah yeah uh but but have you heard of Ido Portal, by the way? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, awesome. Yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. he's almost like too philosophical for me to handle, but I appreciate mm-hmm. that because I know he mm-hmm. sees a lot of energy and motion and mm-hmm. how it's all connected and the mind and the body. And and when I did that, actually, like before my shoulder injury, um, mm-hmm. like I was doing calisthenics and like handstands and muscle ups and all this stuff, and I had never felt mm-hmm. more sharp in my brain in my entire yeah. life like that mind body connection of like doing something that my body didn't even know was possible mm. and like creating that growth from that and like literally the brain drive neurotrophic factor the miracle mm. grow for your brain the bdnf like that was mm. firing on all cylinders like my job was going better than it ever had in my entire life and i think that's just mm. like symbolic of this whole conversation man it's just like getting out of your own way and like getting out of the thoughts of like thinking that you can't do something and just doing it mm. and then seeing the beauty happen <laughs> yeah that's beautiful just get out your own way get you got to get perspective way. to be able to do that though <laughs> yeah and that is the hard thing when we're just living within this i think sometimes for us so much mm-hmm. um uh and even trying to have that conversation with someone at a certain point they've got to be able to accept that shift as being a potential thing because i think mm. you could you know, and, and so in no judgment, people will live their whole lives within that, and that's all they will perceive. Um, yeah, but when yeah, I think there's a go on, sorry. Oh, thought you did. You go. What are you saying? I've lost my, I lost my train. Of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Ironically, ironically. Now, now so am I. So yeah, maybe it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. Yeah. It. I feel like I. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's a perfect point. Yeah. No, no, no I think you. what I was gonna say though is like that. That's the sad part. And especially when you're burnt out or you're depressed or just like, you just can't, you can't see it because you're blinded to it. But it's like, yeah, people literally don't even know that there is another reality or another way to live their life until they feel it. And they're like, holy crap, I can't believe I was doing it the other way all that time. (laughs) And I also say that with my clients when it comes to like their health. I'm like, sometimes you don't know how bad you felt until you start feeling good. Dude, that's so massive, isn't it? And, you know, that, and that is the thing. And then once people start feeling that, I think that is the the snowball effect for people to then really truly work towards, you know, that autonomy of owning that vision. And it's, mm-hmm. it's when they start to feel that. It's a massive thing. Yeah. Thank you, man. I've, I've Dude, had such a you. great time. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love how organically this has just happened. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even start this. <laughs> no, like, I was like waiting to say it. And I was like, wait, this is like really good. Like, let's just keep going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that exactly. I'm glad you were the same. I was, I was gonna like, butt okay. in and ask, and then I was like, "No, nah, that'll ruin the flow." Like, no, just keep going. We'll figure out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you if you uh, if you send me the thing, I can. We uh, if you got your own podcast or anything like that. I have no idea what I'm doing in terms of like hosting it or any of that. So okay, cool. Just send me the um, send me the the file, and then I'll okay. record an intro to it, and I'll edit where okay. it feels like the most poignant place and to start that conversation to drop in. I guess. Okay. Um, but I was actually talking to someone about this a while ago. I like the idea of doing podcasts where there's no introduction and it feels like 
Hmm. You know, hmm. you ever arrive? You know, like yeah, you know, like you just arrive wow. like halfway through a conversation. You're like, what yeah. The fuck? <laughs> I, yeah. Like, I like that. <laughs> yeah, me too. And it's like nobody wants. To, I mean, you know, it, it makes sense, but like nobody wants to hear the ads or like the oh, welcome yeah. to this podcast. It's like, yo, let's yeah. let's cut, to, let's start talking about what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Straight yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, love it. But thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you, dude. This was Great. awesome. I appreciate I love you so having much. conversation. Yeah, same man. Like these conversations are truly expansive for me. Yeah. And uh makes me feel help. rich. They do. And but they help me put the pieces together that I'm still trying to put together that I'm sure mm. you are too. And it's such mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. I was talking to someone, this this girl I'm seeing, about this. And I said, <laughs> I think about two years ago at my lowest point, I was I felt like I could feel this, but I felt so alone in it. I felt so alone. And to feel so uh, surrounded now by people who get me and get mm. this, mm. it's fucking, it's, it's, it makes the hairs of my neck stand up. I'm just thinking <laughs> Hell about yeah. it. It's, Hell it's yeah, dude. fucking brilliant. Yeah, so, seriously. Yeah. I, it was funny because I knew I needed this for like a while. Mm. And I like almost just like didn't know how to get it. So that's mm. why I'm so blessed. Like the, the universe just put a sponsored ad in my Instagram feed because mm -hmm by golly man like my entire instagram feed i don't know why i just said by golly i'm not from the mm -hmm. south but anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> i was like so burnt out and so just like in my own ways like my entire news feed or instagram feed mm -hmm. was just like health stuff and business coaches and i was mm -hmm. like oh my god i'm going crazy i'm going crazy and then finally mm -hmm. somehow kept sticking it out right and matt came along mm. and here we are now talking so super blessed yeah super blessed for you Thanks, everything and the community has had to offer and just uh very grateful that you've come into my life man seriously yeah it's very much reciprocated my friend very much Thank good you. all right well let all me right. know when you're trying to move out here we want you, we want you out here, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely arrange a trip to start next year i think i'd yeah. love to do that um i'd love to try to come to the uk too it'd be fun never been Dude, yeah, absolutely. Like, don't come this time of year. It's fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if, you, if you're around next year in the summer, let's do it. Like, see Sweet if we can get that. So I'm going to a wedding in April in Ireland. So maybe pop over. Okay, we've got yeah. it. We've got yeah. a date yeah. then. Yeah. All right, you've yeah. got to come over. Let's go to London. We'll go I'd out. Love you, dude. I'll, I'll do the touristy bits. <laughs> just gotta, just gotta, just gotta sign a couple of clients and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, man. I feel really yeah, rich but... right now, but my bank account is like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely the same. <laughs> no, it's good. It's all coming naturally. Like I feel it. I really do feel it. I feel this. Yeah. Yeah. And and the I'm... funny thing is, oh God, it's such a beautiful thing to feel so in sync with someone at this moment because I'm yeah. the same as you. But I feel <laughs> it. I can feel it coming. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's coming. Yep. It's just, it's coming, it's coming. I mean, yeah. it's just like, there's no way we can fail, dude. Like the amount of power mm. and like passion and mission and vision and empathy mm. and story we have to tell is just like, mm. we're, we already succeeded. We are, we already, we are currently succeeding. We're in it. We're doing it. Mm. We're here. Yeah. So we're go good. baby. All right, man. <laughs> All right, man. I'll leave you to it. Thank you All so right, much. Dude. Much love. Yeah, yeah. See you. Bye. Take care. Bye.